time for the BS Sports Show. We want to hear from you, so call us on the BS line. Now, here's Billy Elvis and the BS Sports Show. BS Sports Show. We want to hear from you. So call us on the BS line. Now here's Billy Elvis and the BS Sports Show. Well, Yahoo Sports Radio, which is in the sports radio. Either way, thank you very much. Mondays and Fridays. Best sports radio. And uh, we got tons and tons of great giveaways, so get out here to the Ike Wing and Fish. Mike and uh, of back to big men in the NBA uh, some of the some of the things outside about that thought it would mean for a big uh, NBA draft and there just was there wasn't a bunch of trades last night and you know was the number one pick, you know, all year. In round one. 13. 13 freshmen in round one. Yep. Had, you know, roughly half the draft picks out of round one uh, were freshmen. So tell me the one and done scenario is going to end anytime soon. If you see that, that's going on. The team, the person who had the biggest fight last night was John Perry. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, you know, <laughs> he was all over TV last night. Yes, he was. And uh, that's because that's, uh, you know, if you want to look at a minor league to the A.U., before you look at Kentucky. Yeah, you want to think it hasn't been not having TV until they got ESPN. No, no. It was Kentucky. John Calipari, that's what hurt the D-League the most. Hey, but luckily, I think one of the Harrisons will probably wind up there. <laughs> All right, lots of NBA draft talk uh, in the aftermath today. Mambo uh, Brighters. Our NBA expert is on with us at about 7.15. Uh, in the house with us tonight uh, is Blake Sebring of the News Sentinel. Blake, how's your, how's your first week of summer been, man? Has it been good? <laughs> eventful, uneventful? It's been wet. It's been wet. I mean, but everybody's been wet. Uh, it's been great. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Uh, any-
any surprises with anything that's gone on thus far in the offseason comments? You? Not yet. I mean, getting Dino, that was big. I think. Rocky told us that last week. Yeah. yeah, he was a really, really, he's a really good player, really good leader. What was funny is, you know, usually at the end of the season parties, guys all say, yeah, well, I'm going to Europe, but I'll come back. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, tell me another one. But Dean actually did it. Yeah. And he was dead serious about it and how much he enjoyed playing here and stuff. And it's like, it kind of clicked in. And when he signed, it's like, okay, maybe this guy is worth his word, you know. we got to ask you, man, Shrocky is not real confident about the fact, that he, you know, he's coming back next year. It's probably all, It's probably always best to, you know, don't count your chickens before. You know, he sees the writing on the wall. What four 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 veterans can be on the squad. Yeah. He's a thirty year old who who probably brings more from the leadership standpoint than he does on us. Yeah, definitely. Um it's gonna be tough. I mean, and it you know, who's ever gonna say to Shrocky, you're done? Yeah. You know, I, I mean, because it's up to him. I mean, who's ever doubted him that much? Right. You know? I mean, tell him he's done and then what happened. Right. You know, I mean right. so got time to work on some things. So it, it, a lot of it depends on how much fire he has left. Right. What qualifies as a veteran in the uh, ECHL? 260 pro games. So if you start the season and you've already played 260 pro games, you're a vet. All right. So I'd be a rookie. You're trying to say. <laughs> I think even I'd be a rookie, and Shrock- which has been a long time since I was a rookie. <laughs> and Shrocky's anything but. Uh, with, uh, and, and all it brings on, the other, on the other side of it is, and I've talked about this, is he has the chance to be one of the tough guys who retires healthy. Yeah. And that does not happen. Yeah, that's true. That just does not happen. Everybody waits one year too long or one fight too long, and they get really hurt, and that's the end. And then they don't get sick either. Somebody sent to a Twitter last week and had to ask him when he was on. But I'll ask you, like, does... Oh, uh, thanks. <laughs> does does Kaylee wind up up in the Raptors? No. I don't I don't believe so. Um and he hasn't played long. Uh-huh. I think you got if you you get to the point if you keep spinning it down, there's guys play fewer. Then opens it up where you got to look at other guys uh-huh. because if his jersey's up there, well, why isn't theirs? This is uh-huh. And then I think you can consider Google. But then if you do that, you got to look at Norm Wazowski, you got to look at Jim, you got to look at Merv Dubcheck, a whole slew of guys then you got to look at. John Goodwin, Jumbo Goodwin. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it used to be you had to be retired five years and have played ten years. Oh. And then they changed it. And Ooh. then it opened up. Yeah. Well, and the, all those championships in the, in the ten years, does lend itself for questions about which of these guys get to go. Of course, Chalker's a no-brainer. Well, he played 10 years. Yeah, and of course, Al Sims is a no-brainer. And, um, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough because the Shrock has here in Fort Wayne is the homegrown kid uh, playing for the home team and, and part of championship year. Uh, that's that's one side of it. The other side of it is, did he play here long enough? And, and you already answered that. Like, I don't believe he has. And, and Kaylee even consider himself. But if you're talking about contributions to comments and championships, couldn't the kid who uh, had the two big uh, postseasons in a row, the one that had the uh, winning goal on, in Game 7? Uh, Justin Hodges. Yeah. 
I mean, if you talk about big contributions to a champion, couple championship teams, I mean, that's the Hall of Fame there, though. Yeah. And we yeah. need to, we need to, and I've been pushing and pushing and pushing for them to be more consistent with the Hall of Fame. There's a Hall of Fame? There is a Hall of Fame. I had no Bob idea. Bob Chase started it in 1988, and I got him to reopen it 10 years ago, and it kind of fell off. And though people have been asking, they have not been consistent with it. Where is there is no said Hall of Fame. It's an online Hall of Fame, essentially. Uh, although there is a plaque with people's names on it or in that kind of thing, too. Well, obviously there are guys like Haji who, uh, who who give us... Well, how about Jim Burton? I mean, you know, yeah. there's guys... I mean, guys like Kerry Lusick played uh, eight, nine years old. A lot of people... Like yeah. And you can put the off-ice officials, too. Some of those off-ice officials have been there 45 years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. You think we'll make it, Billy? No. I don't either. No, we don't have enough to But we're, we're working on it. We're working on it. <laughs> Blake, um, I'm helping uh, out you and your church on Sunday, and I'm looking forward I know, to yeah. it. That's a sign you never thought you'd ever hear in the show. It's off on the back, first segment. <laughs> <laughs> you could let Blake at least say it. But, hey, by the way, I got out you and your church. Talk about me for a minute here. Are you tired of my benevolence, Paul? How, how about keep up, get out of the way? How's that? Sure, I'll be at my own church anonymously. <laughs> uh, tell, tell us about this great musical event uh, all Sunday. After. Yeah, we're having a, a, a free public concert. We're trying to invite uh, people in the neighborhood to come out and join us as a way to maybe introduce Bethlehem uh, Lutheran Church on 3705 South Anthony, Anthony. to those people. Get to know them and vice versa, and and uh, we're having three groups come in, and uh, they're going to play, and and uh, Billy's going to be the MC and and give his testimonial and all that. And are you taking uh, three cameras available too? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean this is total show. But fun. They're supposed to be spectacular. Yeah, no, otherwise, yeah. I mean it's going to be wonderful. Looking forward. To it. I mean, I can't wait just to have like fun. You know? uh, it's been a rough couple of days, hasn't it? It has, but I mean, mm. you know what? And you think about it, there are a lot worse things in life. Yeah. You know? I mean, there really are. It just, it's, you know. Well, you can't miss that beautiful old building on uh, South Anthony. No, uh, it's Bethlehem huge. Lutheran. And uh, obviously, uh, uh, Blake pointed out, right, where, you know, everybody, and uh, it starts at about 1 o'clock on Sunday, so come on. I'm going to go from 1 to 5, uh, you know, we got plenty of water we're going to pass out and stuff, and there's some booths and things that are going to represent some things that we do as a church. The whole thing is, is these musicians. Yeah. Like, uh, and band, white people. Yeah. It's and world, world music. Yeah. Yeah. Make it be amazing. It's called with the world aspects of the bar. going to reach out. Karaoke tonight? Uh, how much beer? Purposely to make me feel bad about myself. Yeah, well, come on over. We'll baptize you at. Yeah, 
I'm down for it. I know. I'm trying to do it weekly everywhere. Let's just say I prefer you with a chip on your shoulder. How's that? <laughs> I just, I, That's I, a I good thing for that. you, Millie. <laughs> no. Keeps the antagonistic standpoint of the show. Uh, <laughs> Here I am sitting in the middle. Oh, great. Hey, how about this, Blake? Did you know about Ben Smith's performance of the National Anthem? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that was The July weekend starts on Thursday next week. Yes, indeed. Knowing that there's a bunch of fireworks things and everything going on on Friday, plus travel, we're going to move the weekend starter party up to next Thursday, July 2nd. So plan ahead. Uh, next Thursday is the weekend starter party here at Wrigley Field. And, of course, we're here on Mondays as well from 7 to 9, weeknights from 7 to 9. Mo Times at Mo Radio Show. I'm at Billy Elvis at BS Sports. The fan. Stick around a whole lot yet ahead on the BS Sports. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, which can be found at indianasportsradio.com. Tune in for our unique slant on the world of sports, covering your teams in the state of Indiana, as well as the top national stories, too. The BS Sports Show. I'm at Billy Elvis, Mo Time's at Mo Radio Show, at BS Sports The Fan. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana at indianasportsradio.com. At McDuff Realty Group, their top priority is helping you achieve maximum results from the purchase or sale of your home. With over 20 years of marketing and sales experience, Joe Shoemaker and his team will provide you with an aggressive, passionate strategy that delivers the results you expect. For real estate services in Central Indiana, call Joe Shoemaker at 317-413-8501 or visit online at mcduffrealty.com. At Roof Home Mortgage, we understand that every borrower is different, so we offer a variety of products to meet your individual mortgage financing needs, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, new construction, first-time home buyers, reverse mortgages, and, of course, refinancing. Want to learn more? Just call Brian Graham, the Mortgage Man, at 260-248-8333 or visit him online at ruoff.com backslash Brian Graham and let him help you finance the home of your dreams. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show weekdays from 7 to 9. And every Friday, as well as Monday, we're at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill, Fort's Best Damn Sports Bar. Fridays, it's part of the original weekend starter party with the all-you-can-eat wing and fish buffet, 8.50 adults, 4 bucks for kids, and great prizes. And Monday, lots of special guests, including Comet Head Coach Gary Graham and Matt Ant's Head Coach Connor Henry. It's the BS Sports Show weekdays 7 to 9, and at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill in Georgetown North every Monday and Friday night. Okay, so what do you have? Ryan, what do you think? Oh, uh... Oh. Um... Lollygaggity for leaders. They're too busy making plays happen. Answering the call. Earning their big boy pants. Isn't it time to be the leader you were born to be? The playbook's right there, Captain. What's the call? We'll have nachos, fried pickles, pretzels, buffalitos, honey barbecue wings, and waters all around. Grab a seat. The game is on. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Ugh, I hate these big-ass prices. Sounds like you could use some big-ass savings. I'd love some big-ass savings. Kmart Shop Your Way members save 30 cents a gallon. 30 cents a gallon? That's a big-ass discount. Big-ass discount. A really big-ass discount. Really big-ass discount. Honey, this solves your big-ass problem. Totally solves my big-ass problem. Yeah, look at that big-ass truck. Big-ass man. Hello, Big Ass Man! Shop your way, members. Get Big Ass Savings. Save 30 cents a gallon when you spend $50 or more at Kmart. Meet the fuel-efficient Ford Focus. Along with great handling, the Focus also comes with... 
Girls Night Out and Girls Night In and Road Trips and the Scenic Route and Swimming and Weekly Car Washes and Making Connections and Unexpected Speed Dating. Only Ford gives you EcoBoost fuel economy and a whole lot more. With so many ands, where will you end up? The fuel-efficient Ford Focus. This is Gary Snyder from The Gary Snyder Show, and I have a couple of important questions for you. Do you need some extra cash, and do you have any scrap metal laying around? If you answered yes to either question, which we know you did, after all, this is Indiana, then you need to give Clarks a call today, 260-356-8314. That's 260-356-8314. Clarks wants all of your scrap metal, broken down appliances, old cars, computer parts, copper, aluminum, and even your old cell phones. If it's scrap and if it's metal, Clarks wants it, and they will pay top dollar for it. Clarks is located at 100 Heightsfield Street in Huntington, and they are open weekdays from 8 to 4.30 p.m. Or just give them a ring, 260-356-8314. That's 260-356-8314. Clarks, they want all of your scrap metal. more than just a show. It's life itself. It is everything. It's the BS Sports Show. I got a call, but I was at another event last I was already mad that I didn't get to be a part of the basketball game Easter Seals Arc last Thursday. Last MDA event. And, uh, you know, Sunday I'm helping out Bethlehem Lutheran. So, dude, you got to keep up or get away, man. Up with you know some benevolence, make feel good. I, I don't care. You don't care. I don't care. Hey, look, look at this picture of uh, Nick Boucher, one of the guys, the last guy to have his jersey in the rafters. Look at these pictures, they're so cool. This was, this was an event at uh, Yolo. Oh, I was gonna say, is that his wing or something? Oh, that's how rumors get started. That, that's an event at Yolo's. Boucher's talent. Philadelphia-based Jimbo Brighters 
Everybody call the Sixers again for uh, their draft selections last night. And uh, are you surprised as a as a guy in Philly by the Sixers draft last night? No, I'm not because I I think they got the player number three to make the catch. I think that's the thing that you always have to try and do in these drafts. You look at they've kind of gotten bit a little bit that last year Embiid was the third best guy and they picked third, and right. this year it's Okafor. So I think the name of the game is getting as much talent as you can get. And three big guys, to me, isn't that big an issue. There's, you know, 48-minute game, two big guys at 96 minutes. I'll find 30 minutes, 32 minutes apiece for each of them if I have to. He's an awesome talent. I think it's fine. I mean, Russell would have been a better fit, but that's life. Do one of those guys get moved in a trade? Is there going to be a, maybe a two- or three-team trade that we see that moves uh, Nerlens Noel or maybe even Joel Embiid? I'm not sure because I think, you know, in listening to Sam Peake today, I'll be very honest, he didn't sound optimistic about Noel. So I, I'm kind of I'm starting to really think he may not be there this season. So I think at least for this season they're going to keep Okafer and, and Noel and Embiid all there. And if they have to go with Noel and Okafer, then they go with Noel and Okafer. I think down the line you can certainly see that as they realize they need actual guards to play in the NBA something that they seem to be lukewarm on. Um, so I, I think in time you can see something like that happen, and that's fine, too. That's part of the game. You're acquiring talent, and what you do with it from there is up to you. Hey, Jim, this is Blake Brink. Uh, who's going to – who would – can they find anybody to take one of those guys, too? The oh, I think they – Well, Embiid, you have to see what the health situation is long-term. He may be harder to move. I, I think the other two have value. I, you know, right now, I, I would say, obviously, Okafor has value as the third pick in the draft, and a guy I think everybody agrees is going to be a pretty good scorer in the league. You know, Noel is a good defensive player, and his offensive game really kind of took off when Michael Carter-Williams left. His scoring numbers went up. So I think he's got some value, too. I, I think they're, you know, I, I think they'll be trade partners if he's big. Jimbo Brothers at Jimbo on Twitter, uh, NBA uh, expert and editor. Uh, Jimbo, um, I mean, obviously there there was a play of opt-ins and opt-outs and even some proposed trades, and obviously trades can't occur uh, until the trade period starts, but, you know, everything can be agreed upon in principle. But uh, point point of the story is uh, with, the, with the draft and with the uh, trades and with the opt-ins and opt-outs, uh, who do you think had the best day yesterday? Boy, you know, I don't think anybody really – if I had to pick a team that had the best day, I think I would go with Minnesota because not only getting Carl Anthony Towns, so I think he's going to be a really, 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 really good player, but I think getting Tyus Jones for a two-second-round pick to be your backup point guard is a pretty nice value move as well. So I think they had – a, a really good day. I think Houston had a really good day. I'm not crazy about Decker or even Harold for that matter, but I think where they got them is pretty sensational work. So, and the Heat, I think, are the other team that really had a very nice day getting Justice Winslow at 10. I don't think they ever really envisioned that they could get him at 10, but that would be my three. Is there a chance that Minnesota looks to move that contract that they had Rubio to? Uh, I mean, he's not a uh, a much better shooter. Is there a chance that the Minnesota looks to move that contract and rebuild to free up uh, some money? 
I think they trade Ricky Rubio tomorrow if they could. I really believe that. Um, I, I don't think Tyus Jones is a starting point guard, especially one that will carry your franchise down the line when you figure the the Towns, Wiggins, you know, Levine, Muhammad, core gets really in their prime. But I think they would trade Ricky Rubio tomorrow. I absolutely do. What do you think of the Pacers draft? I, you know, it's one of those I created a category in my column this year. Called I, I, I get it. I thought to go up tempo. I've never been a George Hill guy, so I thought Cameron Payne from Murray State made a lot of sense there. But if David West is gone, and it sounds like he's gone, yeah. then I get taking a big guy. Um, the thing about Turner, there's a foot issue there that scares me, especially being in Philadelphia. I know all about big guys with feet. But if, if he's healthy, you're talking about a shot blocker and a guy with legit three-point range. So, I mean, if he works out health-wise, it's a pretty good pick. I like pain, though, for them. When you look at the, the draft of the set, obviously the fans weren't happy. Uh, it's reported that Carmelo Anthony is not happy. What what happens tonight? I mean, do they do they reach for Willie Cauley's side? Did they take the best? I mean, a lot of people take the best to come out of this draft. Did the Knicks make the right move? Regardless of what everybody was saying today, I think they made the right move. I don't know what the other option was. I mean, Moutier, I I think would you know Moutier was fourth in my book, but. The thing about it is they're so devoid of young talent. So they tried to hit a home run, and if this poor Zingas kid pans out, he could be a legitimate home run. I mean, he's seven feet one and can shoot three. That's pretty crazy. So, you know, I, it's just it sucks when you pick fourth and it's a three-player, like a legit three-player draft. So I think they did the best that they could. I actually think he made a Phil Jackson made a nice move trading Hardaway and getting Jerry and Grant for it. I'm a big Jerry and Grant fan. So I actually think the Knicks had a pretty good day. It just, you know, the foreign guys get scared of them because you don't know anything about them. You see Willie Cauley sign four or five times a year. You see Jalil Okafer four or five times a year. You don't see Chris Steps Porzingis except on YouTube. With the Lakers bringing D'Angelo Russell, the point I had to assume that uh, that they must know something. They, they're bringing in a, some front court open free agency. I would think they feel pretty confident. Yeah, I would think that for sure. You know, to me, I, I get taking Russell over Okafor if that's how your board goes. I think they're pretty close. Um, I think that there's a more likely chance down the line you can find another D'Angelo Russell before you can find another Jaleel Okafer. But I think they have to believe that they're going to be in on Aldridge or Love or both. I mean, I guess it's possible. So that, to me, was a pretty clear sign. Or maybe even Cousins, although I think that's better than Bridgewater. But I think they believe that they're going to make their mark in the front court in free agency. Everything, uh, Jimbo. I was just 
say that, you know, with the NBA crash, with free agency losing, some teams' uh, game plan isn't uh, fully in with what's going to occur. Well, I think I got the essence of what you're saying there, kind of like the, the combining the draft and the free agency, like things things to come. I think teams, you know, to me, I've always found it kind of backwards that you don't have free agency before you have the draft. Because I think in drafts, it should be more plugging for need at that point. But I think most of these teams by now have a pretty good idea. You know, you look at, like, say, LaMarcus Aldridge. Everybody right. thinks San Antonio. Everybody thinks L.A. Dallas may be in a little bit. Maybe he goes back to Portland. So you're going to be stunned if it's not one of those teams. And those teams know that, too. And love's the same way. You're going to be stunned if it's not Cleveland or if it's not Los Angeles. So I think that they, you know, to me, though, it's very nice if you're L.A. and you're drafting D'Angelo Russell because you think, well, well, Kevin Love's going to come here, so we'll be fine. You're going to get bit hard in the backside when he doesn't show up there and you've got to run out, you know, your prices and your, um, you know, your Jordan Hills and things like that. But that's the risk you want to run. That's the way you're going to do it. Well, let me let you throw this to Jimbo. Uh, Jim Brighter, at Jimbo Brighter's on Twitter. Uh, we know that Roy Bernardin take his uh, deal with Pacers. All that means is the Pacers are going to probably trade Richard. Uh We hear that's involved in the way the NBA landscape is. It's going to be tough for the Pacers to trade Roy Hibbert. Do you see any potential suitors uh, for the Pacers for uh, Roy Hibbert trade? I don't know. I, I got to be honest. I think he's pretty close to unmovable this season. There's yeah. a pretty big price tag with him, and there's a pretty, you know, I, I hate to say it, there's a pretty substantial regression in his play over the last year and a half. I think they would have a very, very, very difficult time moving that contract. And I don't know, you know, I'm almost getting the impression that he may start racking up some DNP coaches' decisions under this new philosophy of playing up tempo. Yeah, I, I, I just, you know, you may get, you may get a team at the deadline that says to himself, you know, say we're going in the Western Conference and we're going to have to match up with Duncan, we're going to have to match up with Howard, we're going to have to match up with Gasol. You know, maybe they rent them, but I wouldn't expect a massive return for them either. I don't see a big market for them. I really don't. The this sort the the real first year lost all their draft picks. What do you think? With their draft Who? Boston. How did they do it? They started that first year, all those extra first round picks. How did Boston do yesterday? Jimbo's having a hard time with the draft. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm having a hard time hearing you, but I got it. Boston. I, I thought they way, way overshot for Rogier at 16. I mean, way yeah. overshot. I had him late first round. But I also love the R.J. Hunter pick. I think R.J. Hunter's going to be a real, real nice pro. I really do. I think he's a guy that you didn't see the best of in college. Because teams are putting four guys on him because he was legitimately their only player. So they're about as middling a draft as you can have because one real, real, real head scratching pick and one real, real nice value pick there at 28 or 29. With uh, LeBron James, and uh, the opt-out and everything else that is going on with the players at this point. Kevin 
love opting out. I don't think, you know, I, I thought they had kind of a weird night last night in, in trading that, that pick for two second-round picks. Yeah. But yeah. It's, the same, it's the same token. I think you have to look at a team like Cleveland who, you know, I, I kind of go back and forth whether they really desperately want Kevin Love back. I think that they do. I think they'll resign him if they can. But if you do that, then you've got three max guys. And what I've been saying during the playoffs is, you sacrifice your bench to have three max guys. So I think they could have been better served keeping that pick, maybe not taking Tyus Jones per se, but they could have used a legitimate bench rotation guy, and I don't think they got it. And they got a lot of other issues too. Chris Thompson, Delvanova, Smith, Shumpert. To me, they have to be very, very disciplined and say to themselves, all right, we can't have all of this back. We picked up Oscar's option already. We want him around. You know, do we need J.R. Smith back? Do we need Shumpert back? I, I think, you know, that group of five free agents that they have, I can't see all five coming back. Because the bottom line is that group, while you didn't see it in its totality in the finals and in the playoffs, I don't know that that group with that bench is enough to get it done.
to be legitimately competitive in the Western Conference, and I don't think that they can. I don't think that they can that Love and Aldrich are both going there, and Kobe's all of a sudden not going to be a 38-year-old guy with injury history in the last two years. But I think they can improve. I think they can definitely improve. I think they can get one of those guys, and I think that could reinvigorate Kobe because I don't think he wants to go out the way he's been the last two seasons. I don't think he wants that at all. So I could see him. Now, he can't possibly think he's going to get $25 million a year to do it, but I could see it. <laughs> Talking to Jimbo Riders, our buddy, our pal from uh, NBA, NBA editor of NBA Network. Hey, Jimbo, always good speaker, man, and uh, we definitely want to talk to free agency loom. Um, overall, um, juice of, of, of the draft. Right, we'll let you... I'm sorry, you got to do that one one more time. <laughs> what was your, this bar uh, sounds big... like a great time you're at, by the way. I can tell you that from <laughs> thousands of miles away. Whole house in the corner eliminate sounds, but it's almost impossible. To, uh, what was the biggest surprise, last question, what was the biggest surprise of the NBA draft tonight for you? Um, well, I mean, you know, when you have a question at number two, like we had, that's pretty big. I think the other big thing was Justice Winslow dropping to 10. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Um, you know, and I, I think teams like Detroit and Charlotte could have really used them. And Neglect, especially Detroit. I mean, I don't get taken Stanley Johnson over him at all. So I think his sort of fall and fall into a really, really good situation in Miami. I mean, if if Wade and and Dragic come back, that's a good team with Bosch and Dang and well, if Dang comes back, and even if Dang doesn't come back, they got Winslow. Well, I think he walk in and start right away. So I think he fell into a great situation. That was kind of the thing to me that that was uh, a little startling. Did Charlotte make a bad pick and come in? They, they move on late. They're looking at their shopping with Cody Zeller. They basically that just like that. Did they make a bad pick? Uh, I think you're asking about Charlotte. I, I think they had a strange night because they were the worst shooting team in the league, and they obviously tried to address that with Frank Kaminsky. And I think Kaminsky has a niche in the NBA. I really do. It's a stretch four league now. I just don't know who, how in the world he's going to cover anybody because he's not quick enough to cover quick fours and he's not strong enough to cover strong fours or fives. I felt like Winslow was a better play there. I even felt like Devin Booker from Kentucky was a better play for them right there. They traded for Spencer Hawes, who essentially does exactly the same thing as Frank Kaminsky. Uh, I don't trust Michael Jordan to pick teams in a in a you know in a game of Red Rover at this point, let alone <laughs> pick guys to be NBA players for his franchise. So I think they had kind of a, you know, I think Batum will help. I think that was a nice move. I don't think they gave up a ton for Batum. Uh, but they don't have any two guards. They don't have a legitimate two guard. Yeah, Batum and, and Kid Gilchrist are both small forwards. And Batum can score a little bit more than Kid Gilchrist, but Kid Gilchrist can't score at all. So, uh, you know, I, I think they got some holes. Well, Jim, appreciate it. We'll get back to the party here. Let you get back. Thanks so much for joining us, man. We'll talk to you soon. My pleasure, guys. Thank you. Uh, Jim Brothers at Jimbo Brothers on Twitter. Take a break. We'll be back more live from Georgetown North. You're listening to the BS Sports Show. 
Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Motime, we host the BS Sports Show. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, which can be found at indianasportsradio.com. Tune in for our unique slant on the world of sports, covering your teams in the state of Indiana, as well as the top national stories, too. The BS Sports Show. I'm at Billy Elvis, Motime's at Mo Radio Show, at BS Sports The Fan. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana at indianasportsradio.com. At McDuff Realty Group, their top priority is helping you achieve maximum results from the purchase or sale of your home. With over 20 years of marketing and sales experience, Joe Shoemaker and his team will provide you with an aggressive, passionate strategy that delivers the results you expect. For real estate services in Central Indiana, call Joe Shoemaker at 317-413-8501 or visit online at mcduffrealty.com. At Roof Home Mortgage, we understand that every borrower is different, so we offer a variety of products to meet your individual mortgage financing needs, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, new construction, first-time home buyers, reverse mortgages, and, of course, refinancing. Want to learn more? Just call Brian Graham, the Mortgage Man, at 260-248-8333 or visit him online at ruoff.com backslash Brian Graham and let him help you finance the home of your dreams. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show weekdays from 7 to 9. And every Friday, as well as Monday, we're at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill, Fort's Best Damn Sports Bar. Fridays, it's part of the original weekend starter party with the all-you-can-eat wing and fish buffet, 850 adults, 4 bucks for kids, and great prizes. And Monday, lots of special guests, including Comet Head Coach Gary Graham and Matt Ant's Head Coach Connor Henry. It's the BS Sports Show weekdays 7 to 9, and at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill in Georgetown North every When you're looking for a new home, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the housing market like the back of her hand? Natalie Letterly of United Country Natalie L. Real Estate can answer all questions about buying or selling a home, and she can provide valuable information that's important to your family. Natalie will provide you with a detailed summary of area schools, nearby amenities, and homeowner testimonials about the neighborhood of your choice. Call Natalie, 260-388-9588, and start looking for your new home today. I'm unbelievable. I'm a beautiful, beautiful man. It's the BS Sports Show. Wow, you know, I'm listening to uh, somebody else doing a band. feels so right. Uh, that's a great old country tune. It is, but it's not a karaoke tune on a Friday night. It just feels so wrong right now. <laughs> well, yeah, it should be rowdy. I mean, I, this is my friend. You know what? I haven't done Little Hank. <laughs> Of course, we've been talking about Bethlehem Lutheran's uh, Sunday afternoon concert extravaganza out to Bethlehem Lutheran on South City. Great show. Got 
made you go, oh, come on, man. You have one of those? Well, Drew Brees, like Reggie Hayes said, Drew, B, Drew Brees donating a million dollars to Purdue. He always does like to get in there and help out on natural disasters. That was funny. What a bing, our buddy, our oh, pal, Reggie. Nailed, nailed it. You know, I don't know. I tell you what. I, I, I brought something in the car. I forgot to bring it. Did you see this week where it was said that 22, 300-some Division One athletic, athletic departments broke even? 22. And yet, the, how much money has gone up in the last 10 years? They need an accountant. Yeah. They don't need this hard athlete. They need an accountant. How's, Some of this stuff is stupid. How's it, how, how could it possibly be right well, and you look at the SEC network, the Big Ten network, yeah. and some of that, and well, they're just paying these coaches such outrageous money. Yeah. It's just insane. Well, yeah. with like with IU, the basketball team pays for all the other sports and lose money. That's where all the money goes. Yeah. All, every other sport there that doesn't make money sucks all that money away. Yeah, but I would guess there are some sports that make money, like soccer. And I would guess that, like, I would guess I would hope women's basketball does well. Yeah. And the women's volleyball team is starting to come on. You know? See, this goes back to Title IX. And this, was, sure. this is what the detractors are saying about Title IX is that causing institutions to have Aww. scholarships and to have these, poor babies, these, 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 these programs for female athletics when they don't bring back the money. Right, because they don't spend any money on them either. Yeah. You know, I would just promote the women's sports team as much as they do one of the other men's teams and see how they do. I mean, Boy, you better, Purdue and Notre Dame women's basketball are yeah. two great examples. You they can. actually make money. Ariana. Heaven forbid, because you actually, the school actually put some resources yeah. into it. For yeah. Let's take away the right to vote, too, while we're at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I go to class. And they actually get good grades, and they're not there just to go for one and done and, <laughs> and to take advantage of what's there. You know? right. They're there like for a, a future. It's like a huge waste of time, though, for those girls to go to class when they're just going to go home and have babies. Oh, boy. <laughs> Man, I hope people can differentiate the voices here. <laughs> that's, that's what I always say. You know how many hate emails I get that were meant for Mo? <laughs> Cubs tenure. I know Cubs fans were like, really? 
you trade away Smarja? Really? And, and some other things, but, you know, I kept telling Cub fans, look at the big picture. He, he was getting something in return that was better than yeah. that. Yeah, Addison Russell is a real deal. Exactly. So, you know, that's where Cubs fans got to go, oh, Theo, Theo, he's doing away Smarja, who was the only, you know, superstar we had. But now we're seeing some results from those kind of trades. And as Cubs fans, you're starting to see results each year of the Theo Epstein era. Well, that's what I mean. I'll wait till Addison, Russell, and, and Chris Bryant are yeah. Not rookies, you know, so they don't make these mistakes. Right. You know, they're much. You can see them getting better day by day. They don't make the mistakes. You know, I I'm not a big Starlin Castro fan. Uh, you know, he's yeah. He's I mean, you can, you can get something for him. He's the next one. Got to get second. You know, I want to see that. I want to see a power hitting baseman again. And uh, I want to see Lair. I want to see Almantra come up or or uh, or Alfred Almantra. Got some pieces finally. I just wonder. I mean, they can go and buy pitching, I guess. You know, everybody else does. Maybe a, you know. Well, they tried with Lester. They got, they got a pretty decent bullpen, too. Yeah. They got, they got uh, some arms there. You know, I just want to see things. Consistently. I love what Joe Madden's attitude. He is so hilarious. Did you hear he did water the other day? Yeah, yeah. That was awesome. I mean, you know, when you're in the dog days right now, it's before the All-Star game, and that is like... Something like that can keep you going for a couple of days, you know? Joe Madden is a genius at keeping the club a loose, fun, great atmosphere. Yeah, and he uses his, roster, his whole roster very well. Yeah. It's why Joe Madden, uh, Tampa Braves, had so much success uh, in, you know, September and, and down the home stretch because he kept the loose, yeah. kept them fun, kept it fun. It didn't turn into a grind for those guys. And that's why we've seen those Joe Madden Tampa Bay teams come back and do so well, so strong. When the other teams were, you know, succumbing to the grind, uh, Joe Madden does a good job of trying to help you through the grind and yeah. keeping things fun and loose and light and and and, uh, and knowing it's. You get there's no doubt you could go talk to him about anything. I mean, you could walk in your into his office and vent your spleen. And, and it'd be forgotten in 10 <laughs> seconds. You know, you can tell. You know, I mean, that he's like, hey, now you feel better? Yeah, yeah, I do, I do. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, but I think he's going to get frustrated with Castro. Some stupid, you know, the dumb moves. I, I still get really frustrated when I see uh, a Cubs guy walk on four pitches, the next guy swings at the first pitch. That still drives me nuts. Yeah. Some of the fundamental stuff. But they're getting better at that area. But I still think that's something inexcusable. All right, stick around. We'll sneak a break in. We'll uh, finish up hour number one with Blake Saving, and then we'll let him on his merry way. And we appreciate Blake Saving stopping by and partaking in the weekend starter party, although he won't go up and back with me. I want you to. <laughs> I, I love to do the shag with you. Me, you, and Mo do love shag. Me and Mo do the chicks. You do the. Uh, what, the what the hell is the dude's name? Fred, whatever his name was. We, did you hear what you said? We, Me and Mo do the chicks. You get to do Fred. Yeah, thanks. I really enjoy aren't, that. Aren't you glad that you invited Billy now to be Looking the MC this Looking forward thing? to that, yeah. I, I, would let you, I would let you do the chicks. I'm going to get stoned on Sunday, and Billy's going to be having a ball. You know? Well, hey, at least you can marry, you can marry Fred legally now. <laughs> Uh, uh, stick around. Wrapping up hour number one next. Mo Times at Mo Radio Show. I'm at New Sentinel writer. And of course, most importantly, for the Comets and also tailing the Comets block, Blake Stevens at Blake tonight at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill. The 
Yeah, party every Friday night from seven to nine is where you'll find us, and then Mondays as well from seven to nine at the Fourteen Sports Bar, Wrigley Field Bar and Grill. Fifty projection screens and HD TVs. If Wrigley can't find your game, no one can. To our live broadcast from the weekend starter party is the BS Sports Show. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, which can be found at indianasportsradio.com. Tune in for our unique slant on the world of sports, covering your teams in the state of Indiana, as well as the top national stories, too. It's the BS Sports Show. I'm at Billy Elvis, Mo Time's at Mo Radio Show, at BS Sports The Fan. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana at indianasportsradio.com. At McDuff Realty Group, their top priority is helping you achieve maximum results from the purchase or sale of your home. With over 20 years of marketing and sales experience, Joe Shoemaker and his team will provide you with an aggressive, passionate strategy that delivers the results you expect. For real estate services in Central Indiana, call Joe Shoemaker at 317-413-8501 or visit online at mcduffrealty.com. At Roof Home Mortgage, we understand that every borrower is different, so we offer a variety of products to meet your individual mortgage financing needs, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, new construction, first-time home buyers, reverse mortgages, and, of course, refinancing. Want to learn more? Just call Brian Graham, the Mortgage Man, at 260-248-8333 or visit him online at ruoff.com backslash Brian Graham and let him help you finance the home of your dreams. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show weekdays from 7 to 9. And every Friday, as well as Monday, we're at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill, Fort's Best Damn Sports Bar. Fridays, it's part of the original weekend starter party with the all-you-can-eat wing and fish buffet, eight fifty adults, 4 bucks for kids, and great prizes. And Monday, lots of special guests, including Comet Head Coach Gary Graham and Matt Ant's Head Coach Connor Henry. It's the BS Sports Show weekdays 7 to 9, and at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill in Georgetown North every Monday and Friday night. When you're looking for a new home, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the housing market like the back of her hand? Natalie Letterly of United Country Natalie L. Real Estate can answer all questions about buying or selling a home, and she can provide valuable information that's important to your family. Natalie will provide you with a detailed summary of area schools, nearby amenities, and homeowner testimonials about the neighborhood of your choice. Call Natalie, 260-388-9588, and start looking for your new home today. Okay, so what do you have? Ryan, what do you think? Oh, uh... Oh. Um... Lollygagging well, ain't for leaders. They're too busy making plays happen. Answering the call. Earning their big boy pants. Isn't it time to be the leader you were born to be? The playbook's right there, Captain. What's the call? We'll have nachos, fried pickles, pretzels, buffalitos, honey barbecue wings, and waters all around. Grab a seat. The game is on. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Ugh, I hate these big-ass prices. Sounds like you could use some big-ass savings. I'd love some big-ass savings. Kmart Shop Your Way members save 30 cents a gallon. 30 cents a gallon? That's a big-ass discount. Big-ass discount. A really big-ass discount. Really big-ass discount. Honey, this solves your big-ass problem. Totally solves my big-ass problem. Dad, look at that big-ass truck. Big-ass man. Hello, Big Ass Man! Shop your way, members. Get Big Ass Savings. Save 30 cents a gallon when you spend $50 or more at Kmart. It's the BS Sports.
Sports Show. This man is hanging by a string. I, I think that he is a, a borderline psychotic at this point. Ah, uh, true words have never been spoken. <laughs> Welcome back to the BS Sports Show. <laughs> uh, we are at Wrigley Field Bar in Georgetown North, the weekend starter party. Uh, Billy out wondering. Oh, hey, welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. I'm sorry, Mr. Anthony. I'm just trying to entertain everybody here hanging out with us at Wrigley Field. Yeah, we just wish you'd keep your pants down. While you stare at the wall and just stare at your computer and act like you're like trying to run the show or something. Jeez. Yeah, I, can, I, can I sit on the other side? Do you know how many tweets and texts we get about here? Do you guys really hate each other? And we're like, yeah. Yeah, no, we do. It's, we do. it's how rude you are to me lately. You know what, dude? It, I, I've created sympathy. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, Mo's yeah, playing yeah, the martyr. He's playing the martyr card. No, I, I fixed my uh, <laughs> testiculars last night with an electric razor. I think that's what did it. It's exploded. Wait, it's my favorite. When you're standing in the shower trying to get that done. So, what, why are you bothering grooming your when you don't even have a girl, man? Drop it. Who knows what will happen? Oh, you're trying to be proactive. Yeah. Well, in myself, you know, if, if right, I'm... Now I'm really going to move. All right, we'll make it Blake really uncomfortable. If I got a slight love glove, I want to make sure it's good for me, too. You know, drop the gloves on this show, Blake. They call it tweet for nothing, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bitty little tweeter. Why, why can't I feel good for myself, too? Well, <laughs> you know, this, this is all the challenge for you, Mo. This is all for you to... To develop thicker skin and to uh, to understand that hey, you know what? Somebody's got loser in this world, and and generally that's you. That's why people like having me around. <laughs> it's the only reason I really have friends. Because <laughs> somebody's somebody's got to yeah, be. Yeah, you're the ugly friend. Somebody's got to be the fat. You're girl. the loser. The, the you're the sad, sad capitalist pal. You yep. Know? Yep. So that you know. when I get wasted and do stuff, it doesn't that for me. And we're trying to do sports talk here, too. Speaking of Song Sung Blue. No, no. You know what that is? Why? Why? Okay. Uh, no, no, no. I thought it was Wife Men Say. This is uh, uh, the Righteous Brothers. Righteous Brothers are righteous. Come on. Oh, yeah. And let's do it. I don't know what's better is Elvis doing it. Uh, now, simultaneously, it's not, all not the, you, but Elvis. Elvis. The, the real Elvis? <laughs> Let's be quiet for a second. This, this guy does it. Let's just for a second, just so you can hear a bit of unchained melody. That's such good radio. All right, so this is easy. That is good. Yeah. Let's uh, let's do the whole show. Hey, let's let some people say. Yes, we're gonna spend two hours every week on Friday and let you listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have to pay talent fees. Uh, next Wednesday night we're gonna do our show live at Jim's uh, Pyromania. Oh, cool! Stop out. Okay, out. Be- we're gonna blow seven and nine next Wednesday. Stop on out. I can do that. I want everybody, everybody, anybody listening right now, stop out. Many fireworks. Time Corners next Wednesday night. Basically, the last Wednesday before. He- I tell you what, and he's like, he's scary. I know. I mean, he he's got some scary stuff in he, there. He's crazier about fireworks than he is. Oh man! Hockey. Oh my god! And that's yeah, that's really. I crazy. know. I mean, wow. He's into it. He loves it. It's that league going in his eyes. I know. 
This guy. Yeah, old me. I know. Like if we found out someday we saw comedy going, it's just done an arson kind of thing somewhere and lit up all the stuff. Now I wouldn't be surprised. It's a good thing the fire department is a little down the road. Yeah. Well, I mean, the point is that Terry digs fireworks. And he's like that. It's, uh, it's, it's another piece of this current day horse crap where everything now is the greatest ever. Sorry, no, they are not. They didn't win them in consecutive years. Too bad. That's not my fault. That's that's something they got to aspire to. Because back in the 70s, they would have been a good team. They've been the Oakland Raiders. They weren't a dynasty. The Steelers were a dynasty because they won them back-to-back. Well, we called the 49ers a dynasty, and they didn't win back-to-back. I didn't call them a dynasty. You didn't? No. The Lakers were a dynasty. Yeah. I mean, both dynasties. I think the Pittsburgh dynasty. They were really Even good. Even though they won back They won two, but they didn't win three. The three is the Steelers. No, I do not. I think the Islanders were a dynasty, and I think the Oilers were a dynasty. I think that's it. On those comments, Dynasty is being frivolously thrown around. Oh, amen. Anyway. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I mean, the Celtics. You're calling the Giants, the San Francisco Giants, a Dynasty? They don't want to moan back to back. No. No. You don't. To make it easier. You do that. You've got to have some context. Then there's those that would say, okay, so maybe the 49ers weren't Dynasty, but they like the team of the 80s. Sure, all that, yeah. Because they won more championships. Right. Um, dynasties is longevity. Yeah. Dynasties is racking up. It's sustained quality. Yeah. Sustained so, excellence. Not yeah. even sustained quality. Right. Sustained excellence. Right. And, and the comments, to bring it close to home, yeah. had to stand uh, over a couple different leagues yeah. uh, in the past four years. Championships. Uh, the of IHL, the CHL championship, the encompass, you know, trying to negotiate different leagues. Taking a break. We've got 45 minutes left tonight. That I can say definitively <laughs> because everything else I've said has been scrutinized. But I can tell you definitively that we're going to identify. It's like we are. IndianaSportsRadio.com. Our guest this hour is Blake Sibring of the New Sentinel, telling the comments blog, uh, uh, NewSentinel.net. So, Sibring on Twitter. Taking a break. Back with uh, more next. Live from Field Iron Grill on the Best Sports Show. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, which can be found at indianasportsradio.com. Tune in for our unique slant on the world of sports, covering your teams in the state of Indiana, as well as the top national stories, too. The BS Sports Show. I'm at Billy Elvis, Mo Time's at Mo Radio Show, at BS Sports The Fan. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana at indianasportsradio.com. At McDuff Realty Group, their top priority is helping you achieve maximum results from the purchase or sale of your home. With over 20 years of marketing and sales experience, Joe Shoemaker and his team will provide you with an aggressive, passionate strategy that delivers the results you expect. 
for real estate services in central Indiana, call Joe Shoemaker at 317-413-8501 or visit online at mcduffrealty.com. At Roof Home Mortgage, we understand that every borrower is different, so we offer a variety of products to meet your individual mortgage financing needs, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, new construction, first-time home buyers, reverse mortgages, and, of course, refinancing. Want to learn more? Just call Brian Graham, the Mortgage Man, at 260-248-8333 or visit him online at ruoff.com backslash Brian Graham and let him help you finance the home of your dreams. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show weekdays from 7 to 9. And every Friday, as well as Monday, we're at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill, Fort's Best Damn Sports Bar. Fridays, it's part of the original weekend starter party with the all-you-can-eat wing and fish buffet, $8.50 adults, 4 bucks for kids, and great prizes. And Monday, lots of special guests, including Comet Head Coach Gary Graham and Matt Ant's Head Coach Connor Henry. It's the BS Sports Show weekdays 7 to 9, and at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill in Georgetown North every Monday and Friday night. Okay, so what do you have? Ryan, what do you think? Oh, uh... <laughs> oh. Um... Lollygag, it ain't for leaders. They're too busy making plays happen. Answering the call. Earning their big boy pants. Isn't it time to be the leader you were born to be? The playbook's right there, Captain. What's the call? We'll have nachos, fried pickles, pretzels, buffaletos, honey barbecue wings, and waters all around. Grab a seat. The game is on. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Ugh, I hate these big-ass prices. Sounds like you could use some big-ass savings. I'd love some big-ass savings. Kmart Shop Your Way members save 30 cents a gallon. 30 cents a gallon? That's a big-ass discount. Big-ass discount. A really big-ass discount. Really big-ass discount. Honey, this solves your big-ass problem. Totally solves my big-ass problem. Yeah, look at that big-ass truck. Big-ass man. Hello, Big Ass Man! Shop your way, members. Get Big Ass Savings. Save 30 cents a gallon when you spend $50 or more at Kmart. Meet the fuel-efficient Ford Focus. Along with great handling, the Focus also comes with Girls' Night Out and Girls' Night In and Road Trips and the Scenic Route and Swimming and Weekly Car Washes and Making Connections and Unexpected Speed Dating. Only Ford gives you EcoBoost fuel economy and a whole lot more. With so many ands, where will you end up? The fuel-efficient Ford Focus. This is Gary Snyder from The Gary Snyder Show, and I have a couple of important questions for you. Do you need some extra cash, and do you have any scrap metal laying around? If you answered yes to either question, which we know you did, after all, this is Indiana, then you need to give Clarks a call today, 260-356-8314. That's 260-356-8314. Clarks wants all of your scrap metal, broken down appliances, old cars, computer parts, copper, aluminum, and even your old cell phones. If it's scrap and if it's metal, Clarks wants it, and they will pay top dollar for it. Clarks is located at 100 Heightsfield Street in Huntington, and they are open weekdays from 8 to 4.30 p.m. Or just give them a ring, 260-356-8314. That's 260-356-8314. Clarks, they want all of your scrap metal. 
Chapman's Brewing Company is Northeast Indiana's newest microbrewery. Located in Angola, Indiana, Chapman's is what it means to be local. Chapman's recently launched their American Ale Cider that is a unique combination of malted barley, Cascade hops, and fresh apple juice that appeals to both beer drinkers and cider lovers alike. It is truly more than a beer and more than a cider. Three sips and you'll understand why we love it too. Visit Chapman'sBrewing.com for a retailer nearest you. Show. This is the BS Sports Show live from Wrigley Field on Grill in Georgetown North, the weekend starter party. My uh, new co-host, Blake Sebring, <laughs> is, uh, is here. What's this, what's this job pay? Uh, you actually go in debt. Oh, okay. It's one of those really good jobs. Where it's it just costs. like newspapers. Yeah. Oh, it's, okay, just, okay. it's become a pretty expensive hobby. Uh, you can, uh, no, I don't want to say that, man. The news channel takes care of me quite well. Thank you. Is it is it scary though being a newspaper oh, yeah. journalist at this point? Sure. Is that, do you have to have you had to learn uh, over the past few years, especially to expand your online presence? Because that's one yeah. reason I write books. You know, I mean, is to try to 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 branch out a little bit and, and stay sane. You know, is there ever a point that you see that the, the actual physical paper get delivered and everybody reads it? Did they? I don't know. I mean, you got to convince that. And then, uh, you know, I there will always be some form of newspapers. CNN and Yahoo and some of those guys can hurt. It, is there something really active to me to get scooped? You know, you write articles, breaks, you have to try to pin something online. I'm not Facebook, okay? It's because I maintain relationships and, and, and ask good questions, questions constantly. Think about and that kind of thing. With you being in an afternoon paper, does it make your job harder, different than what Justin Cohn does, since his his article will, would technically come out before yours? And does then, that make it and difficult? Then, and then Justin would argue that I have it easier because I have more time. To huh? You know, I mean, so there's kind of there's advantages and disadvantages. Um, you know, I mean, his deadline is a hard and fast 11:30 p.m. after a game, no matter what time the game is. Mine's essentially 1:30. So I have more time to be able to talk to people and find things and and do that. We each have our own markets, right? You know. So is it cool now that there, it's easier for them to access the you know your your stuff still? Because you know, I remember as a kid growing up, I I had for Christmas I asked for a subscription to the Chicago Tribune cool. to follow the cup, and the paper was a you know I got then for a while then it then I got one the same after that afternoon, but it was. You know, it wasn't what they got in Chicago. Just because I wanted to follow the Cubs, I wanted to follow the writers, and uh, that was amazing sports section back then. Yeah, yeah, it was. Rollo and, and uh, Bob Birdie and some of those guys. Oh, you know, it's cool because I can read the New York Times and the Tribune and you know anything that I want. It also it also is in this paper in your hand. Does, does it take away? Do you think reading it online is it different than holding the physical paper in your hand? I know that's the tough. I, I can't answer that. That would be something for everybody else maybe to answer. Um, like I have a Kindle now. I thought I'd like a Kindle. Right. And uh, sense financially to buy books by Kindle instead of buying the hardbacks. You know, I mean, it's so much cheaper that I I got a Kindle. You know, and I but I uh, 
you know, you could just anything just about. Talking about the Sentinels, writing books. What's uh, what's on the horizon? Are you working on one now? Do you have a passion well, project book-wise I, you're working on? I got a mystery in my head. I'm trying to fart around with and, and work my way around. So that's my, my, one of my main projects for vacation, just to try map that out. I got the beginning and the ending, and they're written. And it makes sense, and it, but I got nothing for the 250 pages in between, and that's where I'm in trouble. <laughs> You're trying to get to the beginning and the end? Yes, yes. yes. Different. Um, fiction is more fun because it's all in my head, and, and right. I, I can fart around with it and twist it and with it and experiment with it. And uh, sometimes I will, I'm writing it, I just break up laughing, like, okay, now where did that come from? You know what I mean? Nonfiction. You're, you're telling somebody else. Is it hard to inject humor in a in a nonfiction? You know, because you don't want to piss off the person you're writing about. Or no, that's a great question because that humor is the hardest thing to write, and uh, it's something like I admire Reggie Hayes. He's good at that. He's so so good at putting humor in his. And it's something I'm trying to get better at and to take more chances. But it's a fine line, you know, because. It is somebody else's story, you know, essentially. Uh, you know, it, it, it's different sometimes. It's something that's a long time to learn. Like, it, it's, like I, when I teach writing, I tell kids, you have to write enough to be able to find your voice. And where you're comfortable with your voice, you have to discover what your voice is and then become comfortable with it and learn to take chances. And that takes enough until you think that. And it's kind of the same thing with humor. You've got to be confident enough to try it and use it. See, and that's what's been hard to transition to writing some, but it's hard to transition to write sarcasm. Yes. It's very hard to write sarcasm. I, I don't know, it's hard to write sarcasm. It's hard to yes. you know, It's like a lot of people, some people don't like Twitter because it's snark. Right. And, and I don't care for that, you know. It's like have a legit point, you know. Sure. Anybody can do snark, you know. Uh I, I'm not, except <laughs> I'm not for that, you know. I mean, it's easy to do snark. It's like have a legitimate point. You know, we talk all the time. You, you write your, your blog, trail in the comments. You follow a guy whose name is in the rafters. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. What kind of pressure? I turned it down the first time. What kind of pressure do you put on yourself when you're... Uh, you start to do, yeah. Uh, uh, when I'm reading everything that Bud wrote, everything. Right. I mean... What I mean, I went back and looked in the microphone, read it all. I think I've read more about what Bud was than this fan ever, you know, um, because I admired him so much and I wanted to learn how to do it and everything. Yeah, you're funny. Try another one. <laughs> I'm not buying it, you know, and I, I put it down. Well, is it hard not to write like him because you, you said you read everything he wrote, admired him, which is hard not to. No, because you do failure. I mean, because you don't lose that. To deal with who you are. First off, you have to know who you are. Right. You know, uh, I tell I tell nieces and my nieces and nephews all the time, come somebody else. You have to know who you are. What are your standards? What are your limitations? What are who are you? And you have to trust that. With right, you have to trust that. You have to trust yourself. Trust your trust your instincts. He taught me everything I know. Him and Steve Ward, Terry Hubbard, some of those guys. So I, 
I develop my own voice, my own own standards. You understand what I'm saying? It's like my dad just passed. What would dad do with this? And if he would be okay with it, I don't care what anybody else thinks. You know what I mean? If it would make dad proud, good enough. I mean, and I'm not worried about it. But when I was following Bud the first couple of years, like, like I called him every day and said, okay, where do I look for this? How do I find that? Who do I talk to about this? His wife just quit on the phone. Uh, and she's like, no, but you can't support the You have any choice. Somebody asked this last time you were on with us, and I never, we didn't get a chance to get to it. Uh, we were out here with us last time. You have to write a story, you know, a comic. There's not really a, a story there yet, or you're not going to the story. How do, how do you find a story? How do you always have a story in Always. And, um, but and slow it, days, right? Oh, so, yeah, there's slow days. That's why you have stories in mind. I never have just... Whenever I go there, I'm always looking to do it, too. Now, I may not find the second one. Right. Looking for it. Process is going. So that I'm always... Like I'll sit down, I sit down with guys and shoot the balls. Right. Have the tape recorder on all the time. Rocky and I have a great ship also. You know, and and you know, asking my organs doing. I know, I know most of the guys' wives' names, uh, a lot of their kids' names and stuff. And it's because I want to know them. You know, right. it's not because I'm trying to smart out or nothing. I want to know how they're going. Um, I want to know how the baby's doing that kind of thing. They're people, and I'm trying to tell stories about people. I'm not trying to tell stories about hockey players per se. I'm trying to tell stories about people who happen to play hockey. Like I always say, if I could find a story that grandmother would want to read, I win. Because hockey fans are already going to read it. Comics fans, because those are fun stories. Those are fascinating stories. And I think the story you told that brought this question up from the, this Twitter follower last time was a story about uh, the guy who had wore the, the oh, number yeah, 53. Yeah, to honor his, was his best friend. Yeah, Will Lacoste. Yeah, and that story was. I mean, you damn near had me in tears. And I try to, I try. I mean, I try to do those. I want to find the story behind the scenes. Like uh, writing about Matt Curado's tattoo a couple years ago, yeah. where he had a tattoo of his buddy. Same thing. Uh, I want to find stories like that. I mean, usually I know more details about the players than the fans do simply because asking them different questions. It's not just about hockey. It's about um, it's life. It's a little harder now in the ECHL because they're younger players. They don't have as many life experiences. Uh, you know, Matt Lowry, when he got his neck cut playing, and uh, I asked him about that. You know, I mean, I, I try desperately hard to find stories behind the stories. Is it hard when you when you, you know them on a friendly level than that, when you have to criticize them and make it harder or get harder? No. Because I'll go in the locker room and I do that and say, what did you think? You know what I mean? And, you know, the first tip to me is always when a guy asks, well, what did it look like from upstairs? Uh, I know right away they know darn well what it looked like right. from upstairs, you know. Um, and I and I don't go out of my team guy, per se. Like, I'll say the whole team or, you know, or um, if it's an egregious error, if it's an individual, I might name it for that. Awesome. But I will point out what they do well. Like I always tell them, guys, uh, I may criticize you, but I'm going to be right here when you do something good, too. I don't miss it. But it gets noticed. You know what I mean? You're not just writing the negative stories of space. Right. No, no. That's okay. 
people anymore. You've got to be honest. You, you have to be objective. You have to be the neutral observer. I think people pick up on that. You know, that's why I think that uh, I think that's why ESPN's morning show bothers me so much because I feel like it's for TV. They really honestly and you, believe. And you start to see when you get what drives me nuts when I you get athletes who talk in clichés like they do on ESPN or sound bites. That drives me nuts. But then, but then the media then bitches when they truth. I know, like you know, I love Tony Stewart. I love Lloyd Ball. Was LeBron kind of really felt after after he lost? I loved it, but everybody wanted to jump up his ass. But I loved it. I did too. I loved it. We we complain all the time because they don't say anything. Then when the media complains as well, speak. You know, coaches never say anything. I like Gary. I like working with Gary because Gary will tell you. He'll tell you straight out, and you. He's not telling you something he didn't already tell the team. It's not like he's using you to get the message to the team that some coaches have done. You know, is this maybe the most transparent that this team's been since you've been covering them? I mean, as far as I don't know about that, I mean, I mean, you can look at that a couple different ways, Mo, because they know they can't be right. You know, I mean, Greg Polhowski, first time I ever met Chief, we sat out and he was telling me this story, and he looks. Just like shaking my head, he goes, "You're not buying it, are you?" <laughs> and I go, no. he goes, "I'll never try to BS you again." And he never did. He had a fantastic relationship with Chief. I got for an hour, no sweat, you know. Um, the coaches they give you what you ask for in some ways, right? What you want in some ways. Now, do you want to feel cliches? Do you want to feel sound bites? You can do that, but it's up to you. Do you want to do that? You know, Gary is great. Gary answers any question I ask. Uh, he's really good at that. Uh, question from Twitter. How much do Justin Cohn talk during a game, or do you guys try to stay away from each other to see? Oh, I can't stand that little SOB. <laughs> no. Actually, I have a tremendous amount of respect for Justin. But you guys we, sit sit right ne- we sit right next to each other, and even where we're up so high, we can't see anything. And there'll be a times where some people see it, and I'm saying, now, so-and-so passed the so-and-so, right? We talk all the time that way. Now, I don't tell him what I'm writing, and he doesn't yeah, tell that, me what he's writing. That's what they were asking. Right, but, but we do cooperate that way. And, and I consider us friends. I really mean Tabitha's. I love Tabitha. I mean, she's fantastic. And I think Justin, as I've said before on here, is a fantastic father. I think he's an unbelievable father. What what makes what he does different than what you do? And, I mean, you know, yeah. not criticizing he does different than what then because obviously I read both your guys' stuff because I think it's both great in different ways. What, what makes it what makes it different? Timing. I think he has less time after a game to do things, and I have more time sometimes. So you can look in the stories more where he can't as much, or you can sit back and really that. reflect. I, I just think it's a, he's got a tighter space, a tighter deadline than I have. I don't to fit the hole, right? To fit the hole. So do you, do you have to? You don't have to write a story. Then, right? I mean, is that hard? I, I see guys writing oh, yeah. stories during a game. I can't imagine how difficult. I thought Ben Smith had the hardest job in journalism. He was writing a column on the line, and then, oh my gosh, just tied it up in the last second. Uh, and he and he and he had he still had the same half hour as everybody else to get it done. Somehow he did it and made it. Good. How did he do that? That is an amazing talent. For you know, size of our market, how many incredible sports writers we've had in this town? Yes, and we. And the funny thing is, John Conversay works hard. Uh, Jeff Weehy works for the Journal. Scott Warden, who works for the Journal. Steve Warden works for the Journal. Uh, Reggie Hayes works for us. Um, we all started part. Really? Crazy that. 
Has the Red Delicious Nickelodeon I gave Red Days caught on at the office yet? Yeah, I didn't even know he did in that one. That's kind of nice. I like that. I'm trying to come up with a son we call RG2. Nice. Reggie Hayes. RG2. Nice. Yeah. What, if you, you want to write about taking it? I always had a dream. I'll tell you, and this isn't a year in sports. I always had a book in my mind for school, but college. Like, I always wanted to like best chapters on Indiana from 70, Purdue from probably 1980 when they went to the Final Four. Uh, no name when they, uh, 74 probably when they went to, no, not 74, I'm sorry, 79 when they went to the Final Four. And Butler's year going to the championship game and Indiana State with Bird and Evansville when they were Richie Johnson and those guys were great. And Ball State with Garris and those guys. Thought it would be a fun book to write. Twenty-page chapters of all Alpo with Bryce Drew. You know, you could do why is who college basketball great, and you could pick out and kind of do like a remembrance book that way. Now, I don't know if it worked. Like, like my my ideal book was I wanted to do a book on Indiana State in '79 with uh, Larry Bird and stuff because if you remember where you were. Uh, I was three. Okay. But, but I, I, I read all about it. But the thing is, Bird was a myth. Yeah. Because there was no TV. There was no ESPN. There was nothing. All there were were these little five-inch stories in the newspaper. And I saying he had 35.21 rebounds. He said, no way. That guy stats. Bird is when they played Purdue. Because Purdue was the only team that would play him. Right. And he would tear him up. Jordan was from Fort Wayne. Right. Was one of the guys who had to play with him. You know, had to play against him. So, and you know, well, maybe this guy is for real. You know, that was the softness of the junior. I mean, he was mythological, like Williams was mythological. Um, like, you know, he was a guy who had thirty points. Today, nobody averages twenty-two. You know, I mean, it was amazing the the number he was putting up and the things he was doing. And it was no, there was not even highlights. That you could watch of him. Oh, I mean, that's how mythological. Was. And I always thought it'd be fun to do a do a book with all the teammates and stuff. But you'd have to have him do it. And then and then uh, Seth Davis came out with '79 with him and Magic, and that was a great book. And that that, that kind of took care of that, you know, <laughs> because I have to have time to do it. I could take a sabbatical one year to go do it, and they wouldn't let me. Uh, but I always thought that would be fantastic. So much was written on the the '70. Who's your team? Yeah. Uh, has anybody really written a book, though, on the 75 team that was probably a better team? Um, they haven't. You gotta, yeah, to me, that's the more interesting story. Sure. 76 was a great year, and, you know, the last undefeated team to win a national championship. But 75, I, I oh, think t- a lot of people said, what, what a great team, yeah, team, a great yeah, team that yeah. was. Um, yeah. Scott May hadn't broke his arm. Right. You know, I mean, um, you know, but then again, you could get that say, well, if that – Team had gone through what they did, then maybe seventy six doesn't go on. Sure, you know. Um, story books go well, you know, and and to write a book like that with time and devotion and energy, and then okay, how do you pay the bill? Sure, you know, I mean, it, but you're right. I mean, that would be fascinating. I, I thought, you know, doing a, a book on Notre Dame. More because we don't get to know players. I mean, you know, I, I, I think back to our 87 Indiana team. That, you know, I'm just in love with that team, but we know the guys. Oh, yeah. You know, now you don't get a chance to know them. never them. wanted to play horse with Withman or with uh, uh, Kitchell and uh, uh, the other guard. Oh, gosh, darn, he's coaching. 
Idiots around oh, you, yeah. and it costs to eat hard. and everything. But I can sit at home and watch a game and, and oh, see yeah. a better experience. Most is the NFL going to hurt you can themselves? Sit and enjoy it with your kids, you know. right? Is the I, NFL? Think they, I definitely think they are. It's a corporate little now. I really think that's a fact. Yeah, that was the biggest shocker to me. And it, there were so many non-fans there of both yeah, teams. Yeah. It, it drove it. It's, it's, yeah. It's, and I took advantage of that corporateness when the know, it was, but I get I get so frustrated with the corporateness of the I, of the ECHL. It's like you can't. There's not personal that was in the CHL and in the I where I could call up anybody on any. I could call up a coach at any time and shoot them for an hour. Commissioner and shoot the bull for an hour and know it was off the record and he trust me and I would trust him. It's all corporate now and it's not the same. It's not nearly as much. You heard the comments close on Were you comments close on Game of Kalamazoo? Oh, yeah. You know, calling them to get tickets. Holy hell. Christmas. And they needed to sell tickets. Yeah. Is that why Kaylee Strong because he is that from Thomas to the community too? I mean, is it do you do you even if he's taking a step back and there's a better is it more important that the business staff roster? I think I think it's equal. I really do because I see what he does in the locker room that nobody else gets. He's a great dude. Uh, I see that and I see how important it is. I see where it is so critical. Like we found out two years ago how critical it was, but it wasn't anybody. There. Captain uh, Captain Bolded, right? Right. And and Shrocky was left to pick up the mess, and uh, right. And it was funny because I was there when they gave him the seat that night at practice, and they could tell you could see an immediate difference because every one of those guys was so happy for Rocky to get the seat. You could see an immediate difference in the team and in the practice. Asked him about uh, when he here with him. You know, he told us a story about how he had the picture of him and Fletcher from when he was at the mall yep. take, and I said, "What was it like then to be awarded the seat?" Now I was like, oh, I, I, I mean, I couldn't imagine uh, what um, and it, it, it's 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 fun hockey to watch, but it's because there's not that. Oh, that's right. That's that's the. One did you do, or they live their life for the people themselves? We never had that problem. Live the life we wanted to lead. This is, and we know everybody dies. Have no regrets. What kind of pressure did you feel right in that story? You know, what? I mean, because that, that was one of those. It was an order to let you know. Oh yeah, definitely. But that was one of those where, where it, that stories I don't tell. I get out of the way and let myself. Like if that, I don't have to mess with it at all. I just let it flow. You know, um, I just I, I'm writing one Tuesday about a guy town who's devoted his life to youth sport and retiring, and it's one of those uh, what you do to me. <laughs> that was like 
Mike Sebring from the New Sentinel detailing the content is, uh, is his blog. And I, I just get out of the way sometimes. The really great story, I worry about messing them up rather than tell them right away. That makes sense. Yeah, because I don't want to screw it up. So, so in, your, in your subtle tab, what yeah. this man? No, no, it's Bob's book. Yeah. Um, it's Bob's book. It's he wants to write, okay? Uh, Loy's book was a little different. Loy's book was, all right, let's talk about this, Loy. You know, I mean, with Bob's book, it was, tell me about, you know, we, I would give him a list of 10 things each week. Think about these all week. I'll be back next week. Spend four hours talking about those things, you know. With Lloyd's book, it was more of what's it like to be American working in Europe on 11? You know, and, and you can't get through to home to find out if any of your buddies died. Your buddies from the Olympic team died. And uh, what was it like to be recruited by Bobby? Tell him, what was that phone call like? What was, uh, what's it like? to be uh, an American in Japan where you walk out the apartment door and everybody says, Loisan, Loisan, and they know you. Uh, Whereas here, you can walk into Walmart any time, nobody knows you. you know? When I was in Japan, they did it to me, too. I was like, I'm not... Can you, could, could coach lose the rest of the team? You know, yeah, him, absolutely. I don't think that'll happen, but I think 
that, you know. It creates that prima donna scenario yeah. that yeah. nobody wants. All right, we only got a couple minutes left. Blake, that went fast. I know, didn't it go fast? Blake was always. Oh, we had fun. We had fun hours. while you were gone. <laughs> oh, so that we didn't have fun while I was here. When are we going to do the sports writers on on radio? No, we had fun too while you were here. I have suggested that numerous times. I know a guy who runs a station. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think we need that to would be that really up. benevolent of Billy, don't you think? <laughs> it would be. It would be. <laughs> yeah, you malevolent. We didn't even talk about Pete Rose either. We oh yeah. Oh, you know what? We got. Two minutes left, Blake. All right. Pete Rose, Pete Rose ran. I think he's the biggest con artist alive. He is. I think he's a scum. I really do. I don't care what he did. It's like, I think he could go murder ten people, and people would still be making excuses. <laughs> I really believe that. I think that's a crock. Well, outside of Cincinnati? A- anywhere. I mean, there's Pete Rose fans all over. And then they say, well, what about these, all these druggies and stuff? It's like, just because somebody else killed somebody doesn't mean Pete's innocent. You know, that's a false he, argument. He can kill him as long as he doesn't bet on how many he kills yeah, on right. the over-under exactly. to affect yeah. it. Exactly. Well, let, me, let me put it this way. I love Pete Rose. I've gotten to interview him. Like, have you ever gotten to interview Pete I Rose? I don't want to interview him. I, I got to interview Pete Rose. I can he, make up stuff as well as he can. He was a, he was a great <laughs> interview. He was fun to talk. stick with you guys is what he was doing. He was very cordial. He was very outgoing. But I, I wouldn't. Trust him as far as I can throw. So with this new uh, this new evidence, should they kick him out of the WWE Hall of Fame? <laughs> <laughs> He's not even legitimate for wrestling or boxing. <laughs> no, he should have to go with Ronda Rousey though. I bet I would that would that that would be one I would bet on. Yeah. I would let Ronda Rousey kick my ass any day, all day long. Blake, love you, man. We always have a good time when you're here, man. Thanks, man. It's fun. See you again soon. Monday. Tell Monday. me the comments blog. At Sebring on Twitter. Find him at uh, the New Sentinel covering your comments and everything else. Blake Sebring covers uh, a legitimate treasure here in Fort Wayne as far as media is concerned, and he's always uh, been a great friend of the show. We're going to get out of here. Have a great weekend. Back Monday, 7 to 9 at the same menu, just sitting in the other part of the building. Wrigley Field Bar and Grill in Georgetown North, our home to start and end the week. Uh, it's the BS Sports Show. Mo Times at Mo Radio Show. I'm at Billy Elvis at BS Sports the Fan. Have a great weekend. Thank you for tuning in. Check out the BSSportsShow.com or Radio Indiana at IndianaSportsRadio.com. And uh, we'll talk to you Monday on the BS Sports Show.